Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to A Little Bit Dusty, all sourcing yards from the outback and the bush. Grab a hot or cold one and enjoy the conversation ahead. G'day guys, welcome to the first episode for Series 3 of A Little Bit Dusty. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm your host Tyson Godden and a big hello to all of our new listeners, whether you're listening from Australia or overseas and a massive g'day to all of our listeners and followers who've been listening on since the very start or at least the second series. It's great to have you all on board. This series will have lots of cool stories and lots of great tales from myself and some other guests. There has been a little bit of time between episodes, uh, mainly because I've been one away out of Broken Hill, which I'll get to in a minute, and my MacBook, which served just nine years of some solar service, had finally given in, so I've had to reconfigure my studio setup, do a little bit of a reshuffle, get a few more bits and pieces, and now everything is up and running, and the studio is intact, ready to do all sorts of work. So, this episode, as the description and the title and the photo may suggest is all about the amazing festival that was the inaugural Broken Hill Monday Monday Bash. Now, Monday Monday is on the outskirts of Silverton, which is about a 40-minute drive out from Broken Hill. And there, out in the Monday Monday Plains, was a beautiful festival that held about 8,000, 8,500 people in April this year. And it was in April this year to make up for not having the festival in August last year due to more COVID complications. They rescheduled it to September and then eventually April. So there's two Monday bashes on this year. The one in April is just gone. And there's one in August, which is the set annual date for the Monday bash. The Monday Monday bash is a sister festival of the original Birdsville Big Red Bash. And Birdsville is in the most southwestern point of Queensland before it joins up with the Northern Territory and South Australian border. Whereas Monday Monday in the Monday Monday Plains is pretty much one of the most western points of New South Wales before it joins up with the South Australian border. So the main difference, as you guys might have heard from the first or second series, some of my stories I've told on here and real other guests, uh, the main reason that got I got into the outback and the passion for yeah, rural and country Australia was doing the Birdsville Big Red Bash in 2019. I did a big six-week trip with my dad, uh, saw Midnight Oil as the headliner, which was a definite highlight, but... Some of the places we went on the way up, some of the places we went on the way back, and some of the conversations I had with some of the locals within uh, certain stops of our trip where they were raising some very important issues as well. So I then decided to 
have a bit more of an inquest and try and research some topics that I found quite interesting that other people from my area, which is the Sydney of Northern Beaches, uh, might not find as interesting because it might not appeal to them. Uh, Those kind of things we're talking about, uh, you know, lack of access to resources and tampering with the uh, water market and water manipulation and that sort of thing. So it wasn't until I went out into these areas, I really started to get a, a keen ear for what was happening in these kind of events and what I could do to either raise awareness of it and just keep myself interested uh, in these topics along the way too. So the main difference between these two festivals, the Monday Bash and the Birdsville Bash, well, for me anyway, was at the Birdsville Festival, I was just a punter. Me and my dad were both just punters, uh, both fans of the music and went out to drive and enjoy it. Whereas in the Monday Money Bash Festival in April, I decided to enroll as a volunteer and the volunteer role that I was, uh, was assigned was the stage building. Uh, that was after they realized they had a shortage of people to help build the stage. I was originally uh, scheduled for general duties, but they put out a uh, ad on their Facebook post or Facebook group or whatever, and eventually my roles got changed over. And yeah, I was helped build uh, the main stage, the Crack Up Sisters stage, and the stage near, next to the radio tower at Bash FM, which was pretty cool as well. So this episode will be a little bit about my review of the whole trip, the whole festival, and also some other sites uh, that are worth seeing around Broken Hill as well. We'll take you through the whole process of how the festival works and the stage from enrollment and that sort of thing. So there's a fair bit to get to. Plus I also managed to record and get some interviews with some uh, local people, some volunteers and some crew at the festival on the second day when the music was happening. Uh, I think I did say on the last episode that this series was going to be all about the bash, but I wasn't able to have the opportunity to chat with everyone I needed to, or I would have liked to. Plus, I was just having too much fun as well. I think after not being able to go and see live music on that larger scale and do uh, particular traveling among certain states uh, since COVID's been happening the last couple of years, it was a real relief to get out there, out into the open plains again, out into the outback and meet some new people, see some live music and yeah, there was a few tasks in hand that I kind of let slip by because I was just enjoying the many moments uh, that were too much. So the volunteer process, they have a volunteer option uh, as a hyperlink on the Monday Bash website. That'll give you all the info of what kind of volunteers are required for the festival, what roles um, need to be filled. And usually if you click on that link and start filling in the appropriate details to register, I suppose, your, inqu- your interest, you then get taken through to a Facebook group, the Monday Bash Volunteers, and also another group traveling to the Monday Monday Bash. And these groups are really great with quick responses. Everyone's posting on there all the time, especially now. People from the April Bash are giving other fellow August uh, bashes advice of what to bring, what not to bring, things to look out for, other forms you might need to bring with you uh, for when you check everything in, all those sorts of bits of handy information as well. So... Once you get t- taken through to those groups, you then get assigned uh, a role that you can choose or what's left or what's available. And they can vo- uh, vary from anything to the Dunny Angels, which surprisingly everyone who does that role seems to be the most happiest at the festival. Uh, general road marshals, traffic control, stage marshals, general duties, uh, there's cooking in the kitchen, uh, camp crew, all sorts of things. There's lots of different things to choose from. So you apply for the different role that you're wanting to do. Then over time, you'll be sent a like a checklist, what you need to bring for 
uh, your role, what your shifts will be, and everything just kind of flows on from there. It's quite an easy process. So my role for the stage build, as I said earlier, the first day I helped the main touring company, uh, Power, P-O-W-A, help build the main stage. The second day, uh, me and a couple of the other volunteers were helping build the stage for the Bash FM radio tower. And on that stage, they had just certain activities for like the kids, like talent quests and that sort of stuff before the music started in the afternoon. So it was more of a an extra stage for you know, little activities that can keep people occupied before heading into the concert area to watch music for the day. And the third day, we're all helping build the Crack Up Sisters stage. So if you don't know who the Crack Up Sisters are, they're a comedic, acrobatic kind of family entertainment group from Winton in Outback, Queensland. And so they do all sorts of stuff like, uh, yeah, kids games, uh, family activities, uh, different acrobatic skills. And they kind of do little segments of between five to 15 minutes each. And they're really good for, I suppose, just something to watch and something to be entertained by while they're in between artists and setting up for uh, the next band or artist to play. So those are my three shifts. And I got there probably about four or five days before the festival started. Another really good thing about being a volunteer is the early access to the camping spots that are available at the festival. And that's even earlier than the early roll-in uh, people that choose to roll in a couple of days early. So it's a very important and very handy, I suppose, feature or a privilege to have. On the first day when I was building the main stage, they got a few people out from the volunteer groups to move our cars from where we had parked to our designated uh, volunteer kind of uh, camping kind of area. And it's a lot closer to the stage and your basic uh, amenities and the food stalls and that sort of things. So it definitely saves you a heap of hassle in the long run because I'll tell you what, by the third or fourth day when the early roll-ins were there, uh, or started to arrive, they were arriving from any time from 6 in the morning to 9pm at night and there was a lot of them. It gets a little bit tricky to find where your camp is after that many people are there. It was was like 8,500 people across a million acres. So it was very, very tricky to find uh, your campsite in some parts of the day or night. So maybe a a flag or some sort of monument you can put on the caravan or the roof of your car or whatever to make your campsite a bit visible is recommended because I definitely got lost a couple of times, especially carrying around bags of ice and doing laps around the campsite. And then I finally either found a flag or an antenna that had something on it. I said, oh, right, that's two doors down from my car and my camp. So that must be where it is. So very easy to get lost. So I'd highly recommend getting there that little bit earlier, putting something up uh, on your campsite so it's easier to see where you're camped for when the next lot of thousands of people come. So my my three shifts for building the three different stages were all finished and still had a few days to kill. So after I'd moved my car from my designated camping area, I finished my shift on the Monday and then I started setting up and this is where I knew I was going to be in for a good week because I have to give a special mention to Johnny and Liz Price because they were camped next to us and uh, yeah, it was great to have them as neighbours and within the first two hours of all of us conversing and just chatting all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of funny bugger stuff and you know the jokes and the out there humour and there was no limit to what we could converse about so I thought these guys are going to be fine this is going to be this is going to be a good week because we're all getting along like a house on fire so far and uh, it was great because I didn't realise well I did realise but it's not until you start conversing with lots of people 
that everyone comes from all across the country to go to this thing. And it turns out Johnny and Liz ended up living in Oran Park, which is an hour from where I'm based in Sydney. So it's funny how it's a bit of a small world, you know, even if you're in the middle of the sticks. Because people came from all across the country, like the uh, top of Western Australia to the bottom of Tassie to Kalgoorlie to Adelaide to Cape York and all sorts of people came. But it was all for you know, celebrating live music and celebrating being able to go out and about and you know go traveling between different states and no more border closures and that sort of thing it was very refreshing to witness and very refreshing to see that in people too no one had any ego no one had anything to protect everyone just kind of had their hair down and anytime you walked past someone you know anytime you walked past someone you know a conversation would be a minimum of 5 minutes you know like where are you from how would you find out about this are you volunteering what roles are you doing it's also, even if you don't like the music as much or if it's a few bands that you would, you know, not really too keen on, just going out and meeting all these people, it's just, you know, such a buzz in itself as well because everyone's just out in the same location doing the same thing and all just thoroughly enjoying themselves. It was, um, yeah, just absolutely wonderful. So my, after my shifts were finished, I think we had uh, the, on the Tuesday, so I did the Sunday, Monday and the Tuesday. I think by the Tuesday, the food stalls started to arrive as well as the early roll-ins. Wednesday they had a couple of movies and then the first band on and they had uh was it they had Kinney on the first night that's the uh, movie about the uh, Aussie plumber and Priscilla Queen of the Desert um which which was you know highly suitable seeing that it was we were in the middle of Broken Hill or Broken Heel as they say and then uh Furnace and the Fundamentals were the first band to play on Wednesday and that was they were interesting because I kind of thought well how are these guys going to sound you know we were all sitting around the campfire and uh, they kind of started and they kind of thought, all right, they're mashing up a couple of songs together. Let's see how this goes. And they went from, you know, P. Diddy to Outcast to Queen to all sorts of things. We're thinking, oh, right, okay, I get what they're trying to do here. And at first they were kind of thinking, oh, is it going to work? Is it going to work? But after they'd warmed up and after they'd, uh, yeah, for ripping through their set, I thought, right, these guys know what they're doing. This is cool. They're on tomorrow night. So it's worth having a uh, second opportunity to check them out. And then after that, yeah, Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, all the music started. So I'm not going to go into every single artist <clears throat> and what they played and that sort of thing because it would be a four-hour episode. But there were a lot of acts that I saw at the 2019 Bash, which was still great to see again, like Vicky and Linda, Steve Balby, My Sex, Chocolate Starfish. Um, who else was there? There's a fair few that I saw from the, um, the Birdsville one. But in terms of the music, the main – oh, the only – the only bummer was that Shannon Noll wasn't there because he had COVID uh, issues, which is a bit of a shame because, I mean, even I'm not the biggest fan of his music, you know, like a diehard fan, it still would have been funny to hear, you know, Let's Drive and Big Black Car and uh, What About Me live in person and especially given the nature of the bloke as well, you know, the internet famous, uh, you know, oh, just any chance you can give back my lawnmower and all those sort of internet jokes that they were pulling on him. It would have been funny to see what kind of uh, persona he would have put on stage, but... That was pretty much the only uh, the only downfall of the festival. Just one artist couldn't make it, but to replace Shannon Noll uh, or to take up his uh, spot in the day was a band called The Boys T H A B O Y Z, and they were really good. They were like a, an R and B kind of funky kind of number. It was a bit of a James Brown kind of vibe. They did a, a couple of uh, I think Kendrick Lamar covers as well, and uh, yeah, they were great, especially in the you know later on afternoon when they were on as well. So they were a great replacement and. It was great to... I think they were local to Broken Hill too, so that's a massive advantage for the area as well. 
So music-wise, they had a lot of great acts, but the only ones that I want to narrow down for this episode were on the last night. Uh, so our Chocolate Starfish was closing off the day, getting ready into, you know, to go into the night. And the headliner for April's Bundy Money Bash was Paul Kelly and John Williamson. Now, I've heard a lot of their music before, uh, and they're great, well, you know, well-renowned, very famous Australian country and music artists, but... I haven't seen him live in person and John Williamson had probably an accompaniment of I'd say nine or ten other people in his band. Yeah, you know, strings and cello and, and that sort of thing. And Paul Kelly had about I think a f- 12 or 15 piece accompaniment with his band too. They're both, not only are they great uh, musicians and Australian artists, but they're also great storytellers as well. And... I didn't think I, did, I didn't. Well, I wasn't expecting. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. But when John Williamson started, he's playing a couple of tracks, and I was thinking, all right, this is getting really good. And so, before I get into this, it was funny because a few people were saying, "Oh, I don't know about John and Paul headlining on the last night. It's not going to be as, you know, rock and roll or groovy. And I just don't. I just don't think it's going it's to be a bit mellow. And I kind of thought, well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, if you want the festival to go off with a bang or whatever, but. When they both started, it's uh yeah definitely changed the mood from rock and from Chocolate Starfish's rock and roll, uh kind of vibe that they had from their set into a very moving, uh just Australian is the only way that I can put it very moving Australian, uh I suppose experience of just stories that they were singing with their with their bands and probably fifth, maybe a quarter through John Williamson's uh, set. I really started to feel and experience the Australiana that he carries with him through the songs that he sings and the stories that he tells. And and as soon as it got to Hey True Blue, I I don't know what what you know what came over me, but I ended up just uh, yeah resorting to being a, an emotional mess. Really, I was just I've never been so moved by two artists, Australian artists for for, the, um, for that matter as well. It was. Yeah, John Williamson was a truly amazing artist to see and all these classic songs and everything that he played just had such a very... It just had a very powerful emotion to it and, uh, yeah, I was just, just dancing through both John and Paul's sets with uh, Tears of Joy. It was, I've never been so moved by two artists before. It was, it was crazy because not only, yeah, through that experience and the sounds that they, you know, were curating with their band, I decided to have this big self-reflection of... Uh, you know, just my passion for Outback Australia and why I went out, you know, 14-hour drive by myself to volunteer at this festival without knowing anyone and going for another big trip since COVID and what got me interested in these kind of topics and, you know, travelling Australia in the first place and was just in this big, uh, I don't know, like a, a cycle, a big whirlwind of just reflecting on different camping holidays and, you know, the trip I did with my dad and that sort of thing and it was a very powerful but also amazing experience and when John finished I I suppose collected some sort of pieces of myself back together but uh it wasn't until Paul Kelly came along and then he was started singing dumb things and a few other up more upbeat songs which was all well and good but if you're a musician like me you know those three chords that come up it's you know E major F sharp minor and G sharp minor for how to make gravy as soon as those chords started, I just kind of thought, all right, well, you know, where's this going to leave me? And then, yeah, sure enough, I was back in the same position as I was listening to John. It was uh, it was just all I can just say was just there were just so two powerful, very, very powerful acts. And I've, uh, yeah, never been emotionally uh, turned so hard by two artists. It was 
it was really something. And to top it all off, the encore for Paul Kelly's uh, performance, he just got up, no band, no music or anything, and recited from start to finish the famous Australian poem, Clancy of the Overflow. And him just reciting that poem, looking out into the open plains with you know barely a torch on because the natural moonlight is just so strong out there and there's no smog and city pollution and that sort of thing. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I found myself saying the same thing like when I came to Bracken Hill the first time. This is the most ex- Australian experience you will have ever encountered, unless yeah, until the next Australian encounter, uh, yeah, takes takes over or wins over. But yeah, just found myself thinking the same thing. I thought I'm out here in Broken Hill listening to some country Australian music with some people that don't know or you know that I do know now, and yeah, this is just a truly amazing Australian experience, and I'm grateful that I've done it. So the music and the whole festival, how it was run, was absolutely amazing. Another few people I should mention as well is Dave Harper. Dave was one of my other neighbours who uh, lives in Western Australia but originally grew up in Sydney. He drove through the Nullarbor to get there as well, which I found quite impressive. Um, Who else was there? There was Olga and Brian who were camped uh, in the caravan in front of us. Um, (laughs) Olga was great because another feature within the festival is you can either stay... Uh, off-site and there's like a shuttle bus that drops you to the festival each day or you can go in and out of the festival to go you know to get things like uh supplies and that sort of stuff they do let you out so olga on the i think it was the second last day just said hey boys i've got to take brian up to uh to the the doctors to get his eye looked at do you guys uh, need any more alcohol do you want us to do a grog run for you (laughs) and then 
Dave's gone, what do we need? And I said, oh, a bottle of JD. He's gone, yeah, each. It's like, all right, yeah, if you can do that for us, Olga, that'd be great. So he's gone, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, 700 mil or a litre. I said, no, no, 700. All right, you know, I'll be, I'll be back a bit later in the day. So I was kind of thinking, oh, all right, well, I'll probably get out, I don't know, 80 bucks or so because it could be a bit more expensive. We're in a regional town, don't really know what the go is. Both bottles were $49, so ended up saving a bit from what I took out to get it, which was good. But, um, yeah, that's the kind of accessibility that you're able to get within this festival too. You can get uh, a shuttle bus up to Silverton Hotel and have lunch and go to the museum and that sort of thing there as well. It's a very, very it's, – it's, it's run really well, I reckon. There's probably a few things that they could work on, but for the sake of being the first time that they've done this festival or, or the first time they've made the sister festival of the Birdsville Bash – they did an excellent job. There was only, I think, maybe two or three groups within the eight and a half thousand people that caused a bit of mischief, but the police on presence, uh, on the, sorry, the police that were there on the site were able to rectify the situations pretty quick and everyone was still able to continue enjoying the, uh, the gig for what it was. So it was an absolutely amazing time. I would highly recommend going to the August Festival. I think there are still a few tickets, but if there aren't, there are still lots of volunteer applications that you can apply for as well. It'll probably be a bit more of a speedier process because the next festival is like three months away rather than six months away. And another thing with this volunteer role as well is I think there was about 500 volunteers for the April one, 100 of them got COVID and then 50 pulled out. So there is always the opportunity to do extra shifts. So if you say you've done general duties for a couple of days, but then yeah, they might need another area to be helped be fenced off or they might need some more people for road marshals for when everyone leaves. There's always an opportunity to give that extra hand. And it's also great to be a volunteer for these festivals as well because you get to see just how many hands make light work and how long it takes and what it takes to make a large-scale production such as the Monday Monday Bash or the Birdsville Bash uh, you know, from the ground up and, you know, and have it running smoothly and that sort of thing. So... It was a truly amazing experience and yeah, it's been all systems go since I got back to Sydney and yeah, in the midst of getting a new computer and getting back to working seven days a week as well. I've just had to do a bit of a reshuffle, but I'm going to do, yeah, make sure I get some more time that I can reserve to get some more episodes out for you guys and get some more content on the A Little Bit Dusty Instagram page as well. As I, since mentioning that, have a look on the A Little Bit Dusty Instagram page. That's at A underscore Little Bit Dusty. That's where I put a lot of photos up from the festival and some other sightseeing that I did around Broken Hill. I'd highly recommend it. It's because it gives you a good indication of what's out there, some of the different trails and walks you can go on, some of the different art exhibitions you can go to, some of the different iconic landmarks that have been made from certain movies or that have been made famous from certain movies or certain songs or whatever. There's plenty to do there. It's an awesome, great town that's got a very important mining and immigration history as well. I didn't really know much of that until I went to certain museums and certain galleries and that too. And yeah, it was just simply fantastic. I came back uh, from the festival back to Sydney um, just a bit more refreshed. I feel every time I go out to some of these open arid areas that I feel like I'm in like my either a second home or in my element because as I've said from the first series, that episode of when I was you know, stopped over in Broken Hill about four years ago when I was drawing an emu with the sun going down and the sky was... Yeah, the same colour as the the dirt road that I was travelling for the last few hours. Just looking around and thinking like, yep, this is what it's all about. This is what led me into, yeah, doing these solo travels and getting into the outback and wanting to find out more about certain important issues from the locals as well. I think I always want to try and 
uh, empathize with people from those regional areas and some of the struggles that they have because it really put into perspective uh, just how lucky I am to have all these different resources and then things uh, very accessible here in Sydney. So that's why I'm uh, doing this podcast and it's why I'm uh, yeah having these kind of episodes and having these kind of chances to talk with certain guests so they can share these similar issues from their sites as well. So having said all that, here's now a couple of interviews and some quick chats that I managed to get along the second day of the bash. There's a few different people in there. There's a few different laughs. Uh, one of them was an interview from the two people that competed in the famous Monday Undy Run. And the Monday Undy Run was a one-kilometer race uh, in either your undies or uh, another underwear-related kind of costume, and it was a fundraiser for the Royal Flying Doctor Service. So the Monday Undy Run raised about $42,000 for those who registered, and then the total uh, donations and support for the RFDS when the festival finished was about a hundred and close to a hundred and forty thousand. I'm pretty sure because they had a stall there, but a lot of other things that you could purchase and be a part of. Were also, those proceeds would go to the RFDS too. So that was also a fantastic result because the RFDS are a very very important organisation to help those uh, with access to care and resources in hard to reach places. So that was another tremendous achievement that was held at the bash from simply from everyone registering and just getting involved in another great event. So anyway, have a look at the photos and here are some of the conversations I managed to get with some of the staff, some of the volunteers and some of the locals as well. All right, let's come back with one of the runners from the Monday Run. Who have we got here? Terry. Terry. Daryl. Daryl, where, where are you guys from? Uh, I'm from Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie. Central Coast, New South Wales. Central Coast, all right. Now, what got you into the Monday Under Run in the first place? Just for a bit of novelty, something to do? Novelty, raised money for the RFDS, which is a great cause. So, yep. Yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. Very nice. And how did you hear about the Big Red Bash or the Monday Bash? We've done Birdsville and we were sort of got through Birdsville, got the oh, yeah. notification about the... Um, Monday. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Are you here just as punters or as volunteers as well? No, no, uh, just as punters. Oh, yep. Just yeah. Good stuff. Having fun. Yeah. 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 Who have you been, uh, who's been your favourite artist so far? Uh, last night was awesome with um, Furness and the Fundamentals. Yeah, they're a great house band. They know how to match up a lot of songs pretty well, eh? Unbelievable, yeah. What about you, mate? Steve Balby. I liked him. Oh, yep. Yep. He's got, I think uh, My Sex is playing late, later today as well, so he'll be doing his solid stuff and stuff with the band as well. Great. Awesome. So you're going to be here for the uh, July one in Birdsville and the one in uh, August back here in Broken Hill? No, no, we'll, we're not doing the next two, no. We'll no, probably yeah. do one next year, but not no, this no year. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, thanks for the chat, fellas. Thank you. All right, looks like they started another position. They're going to come all the way around now, near the finish line, so we'll see who comes first. Oh, here's the serious Here we go. There is no Amazing. Black barrel. Kicking it in. Me. Here they come. It is racing. 
come across another couple of punters who's also got some trademark shirts. Now, who are we speaking to here? I'm David. David? Robin. David Robin. Whereabouts are you guys from? We're from Sydney. Oh, whereabouts in Sydney? Cherrybrook. Okay. I'm from the uh, Northern Beaches there in Forestville. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you guys hear about the bash? Um, we read it online somewhere. We, we'd wanted to go to the Big Red Bash, but then that, that's been cancelled for a yep, few yep, years, and yep. then they put on the Big Red Bash out here, so we thought, great idea. Oh, awesome. Now, do you guys just punters, or do you do some volunteering stuff as well? No, we're just punters. Okay. And how have you found it so far? Oh, it's been great. Absolutely yep. wonderful. Yep. We, we got here Wednesday, and it's there's just been entertainment all the time. It's, it's been unreal, hasn't it? Who was your uh, highlights of the music yesterday? Uh, Ross, Ross Wilson and um, oh, the guy from um, Daddy Cool. Uh, uh, Russell Morris? Russell Morris. Yeah, yeah. 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 Still after 50 years, you can play them still pretty good, can't you? Can't he ever? <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's you guys excited for for the lineup uh, over the coming days? Oh, who's coming up? No, I can't Everyone. think. See, I, I really wanted to see Kate Sobrano, and she was on yesterday with Ross Wilson and. Um, yeah, the other chap. So yeah. it was brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, Shannon Old can't come because he's got COVID. So there's going to be a bit of a reshuffle. I think uh, if if you can get uh, service, the uh, schedule has been updated. But um, I'm still not too sure. So I think the next couple of days for me is it's going to be a bit of a mystery. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. It'll be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you recommend this to anyone who hasn't been out to the bush or has wanted to go to Outback or a big event like this for the first time? I'd recommend it to everyone. 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 Going into Birdsville is a bit of a problem because of the... Um, 300k of dirt road whereas this is mm. anyone can get in here yeah it's a little bit easier access yeah, yeah. I, I did the birdsville one in uh, 2019 and yeah that stretch from baduri through to Birdsville. yeah you've really yeah. got to be prepared yeah, yeah. sure yeah well, we've been in a couple of times but i wouldn't recommend birdsville to someone who doesn't know the bush but here is easy yeah yeah, yeah absolutely is there any kind of advice you give to someone for uh prepping up their vehicles or anything else trying to hit uh, you know the open plane like a few areas like these um Try, try and get yourself a, a shower in your, in your, in your van somehow. <laughs> because after a couple of days, you, 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 you need a shower. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, wet wipes are second best. Now, you've got a cracking Trademark design shirt on. How did you hear about Trademark? Because I'm a big fan as well, and I've got some of my shirts up here too. Uh, my wife actually found them online. Okay. And so yeah. I wear these to school. Uh, I'm, oh, awesome. I'm a... I'm a, a um, I'm a GA at school, so I, a, GA, I, I, a general assistant, okay. a general yeah, yeah. assistant yep. gardener, yep. and I work at a couple of different schools, and uh, and I just wear these all the time, and they're, they're, it says on the back, this will start a conversation, yeah, and, yeah. and it really does, it's yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw a couple of people in the undie run with, with shirts on. Yeah, there's been uh, quite a bit of a trademark army out here, yeah, yeah it's been pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, I'll let you guys get to it, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, thanks for having a chat. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy, enjoy your, your, your time with your listeners when you get back home. Will do. Thanks, guys. Cool. All right, I'm here with a couple of the uh, the video guys, some of the filmers. Who have we got here? Mate, I'm uh, Elliot Deeb. And I'm Brody Rocker. All right, and whereabouts are you guys from? We're from Brisbane. Brisbane? Yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane. Oh, cool. Now, what led you to uh, go to the bash? Did you, is this uh, part of your employment, or is this um, something you've been doing for a volunteer, or you've been doing this stuff for a while, or? Money. 
<laughs> we did the, the big red bash last year. We got invited back and we were very happy to come back out. To oh, awesome. Family. What have been uh, some of the highlights so far? Oh, mate, we just did the underrun and that was pretty spectacular. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of skin hanging out, um, which if you know what the audience is like here, they're, um, they're an older demographic, which is, um, you know, it's always going to be fun. Has there been any challenges uh, in the filming or anything that's uh, some of the, yeah, some risky things that have come about since you've been here? Well, I believe uh, the name of this podcast has something to do with dust and, um, mate, she's getting a bit dusty now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I had to put my face shield back on again because I was getting sick of chewing dirt, so if you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We had a bit of rain that first couple of days and, and that was that was good. Kept the dust down, but it's, mm. it's starting to pike back up. Yeah, yeah, the wind's picking back up as well, and the turbines are going full steam. But uh, yeah, hopefully, if it's nice and cool like this, but uh, it should be all right. Who else are you guys see, keen to see uh, music-wise for the rest of the festival? Oh, mate, um, oh, John Williams is always a highlight. Um, yeah, and yeah, really get into him. Yeah, we the crowd gets really, really sappy around John Williams. That's, <laughs> that's special, you know. Everyone gets their phone lights out and, and really, you know, they grab the, the next door neighbour and hold them close. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty absolutely. special. Yeah, very moving music, I suppose. Yeah. What other events have you got up, uh, coming up after this for your, for your film stuff? Doing, you're gonna be doing July and August. Yeah, we are doing July and August. We'll be awesome. Back. Um, yeah, that's that's our events. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to those. Wicked. Yeah. If anyone wants to check out some of your stuff outside of these festivals, through media or whatever else, where can they find you? Just on Instagram, mate. Um, what what's the uh, what's the tag there? <laughs> it's such a stupid tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Elliot with two T's, spelt with one T. Hang on, how does that work? <laughs> E double L I O T W I T H two S. Right. Nice, nice. So done. Awesome. All right, Lee, guys, get back to filming. Thanks very much for the chat. Thanks, Thanks you. Thank you for the Have chat. Fun. No worries. Cool. All right, I just spotted another couple of volunteers. Now, who we've we got? We've got Stephen and Kerry. Where are you guys from? Adelaide. 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 Cool. Now, what what roles have you guys had for your for your volunteer shifts here? Uh, rolling ticket, uh, ticketing out on the road, and we just done Monday the Monday Undie run. All oh, right. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, good. Six spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you hear about the bash in the first place? Uh, we were here last year. We were in Birdsville last year. Oh, awesome. Okay. Oh, very good. Yeah. <clears throat> Who has, who's been your uh, favourite highlights of uh, the music yesterday? Turner from the Fundamentals. Yeah, they're not a bad band, were they? They're good. Uh, certainly good at mashing up a lot of the tracks there. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of them before, but they were awesome. <laughs> Have you had any challenges since since doing a volunteers uh, shifts here? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, for those who don't know, I think I was on the was it was it the Wednesday, the Tuesday. Yeah, yeah it just was raining and pouring down hard, and uh, yeah, they closed all the roads off to Silverton and Broken Hills, and yeah. luckily it all dried up and um, it's a bit dusty, and a bit windy now, but um, yeah, the show's going to go on. So yeah, it's all we're going to. All going to be a lot of good fun. Yeah. Who else did you uh, arrive here with? Uh, just oh, okay. Yeah. And what? How long are you be staying for? Um, we're rolling out the day after the concert, but then we're also break. volunteering at Big Red, and we'll be back here volunteering again in August. Right. So you guys are doing the holy trifecta, yeah. glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the chat, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. No worries. Alright, now I'm here at the all-natural ice cream and sorbet shop, and who have we got here? You've got Rob. Rob and, and Margaret. And Margaret Cullen. Whereabouts are you guys from? Coffs Harbour. Yep. yep. Back from Coffs Harbour. Courtney, how did you hear about the bash? Um, through my son. 
Okay. Sun's been doing it for quite a yeah. while in Birdsville and yep. uh, first one at this one. So we're, we're all excited about seeing uh, seeing everything happening. Oh, awesome. Now, I was here yesterday and got the salted caramel ice cream. That was very nice. And you got some fairy floss and other things as well. Yeah. What uh, other events have you had your store set up in? Oh, lots of markets. And, we um, we do the twilight and markets like and then we do weddings. That we, we cater for a lot of uh, private functions as well. Oh, okay. Oh, wicked. Yeah. If anyone wants to find you guys on social media or somewhere around the Coffs Harbour area, where can they find you? Uh, good um, question. <laughs> on Facebook. Yep. Um, Jane Shannon. Let's go through her. Jane Shannon? Jane sure. Shannon. All right. Yes, he's on face she's on Facebook, so she's next door at the coffee. Wicked. All right, yeah. no worries. Guys, well, if you're in the coughs or if you're around the bash, can have a look at the uh, all-natural ice cream store. They've got some uh, lovely ice creams and, sweet and sweets, and, uh, yeah, they'll be sure to get you fixed, ready for the next big day of music. Thanks very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Look forward Thank to you. seeing everybody. <laughs> All good. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.